Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. to date this like incredibly um we are on day uh, day six of official uk lockdown day six of official uk lockdown um i haven't left my house in nine days at this point i went out the the other day to sainsbury's to get food but like beyond that we've been like self-isolating and shit like that and then now it's official lockdown and you fucking you you get one walk a day (laughs) this was so i sent a tweet out saying that this q a was going to be a q a with a twist Wasn't expecting that twist to be the uh, self-isolation <laughs> Q&A. I can't believe you predicted <laughs> self-isolation. Because like, my, my plan was either we get really fucking hammered and do it. Anyway, let's move on to the... Po- <laughs> <laughs> the podcast. The podcast. The podcast with a twist. The self-isolation podcast. We're all going mad. Ashley. I to be fair, how many people have started a self isolation podcast? Because I know of at least one. Yeah, so like this is the thing. I was ahead of the curve. You were. I just started a depression podcast. I just had standard <laughs> depression. <laughs> we went from God. Um I did see something along the lines of like straight people in nine months they're gonna have a isolation baby and it's gay people in nine months they're gonna have a isolation podcast okay true yeah i like i've seen that with like haircuts oh yeah we should start this uh (laughs) so the podcast should i go on to questions uh yeah probably a Q and A. It's a Q and A. Questions. There have to be cues for us to weigh. <clears throat> okay, so the first question, which came from one of the patrons, and I don't know if they have a Twitter, and I feel really bad that I didn't look this up. But also, I don't want to stalk my patrons. Um, it came through on the Discord, the patron Discord. Uh, and the actual the question, I'll read it out. Q and A, calendar brain. Forgets the details, names, the fancy but empty house they stayed in in the city that belonged to Lynn's friends. Will we get to learn more about them? Question mark. I have a curiosity. That's from Imp, one of the patrons. Hmm. Now this is the thing. Is you... You've met some of them. (laughs) I just haven't explicitly said who they are. 
When you say some of them. You've met... Well, yeah, no, technically, yeah, you have met some of them. I mean, one, for sure. No. I don't know who the other one is. Think of who's with the one that you're thinking of. Okay, well, yeah, I guess. So you've technically met some of them. Is it a spoiler to confirm who they are? Probably not. I mean, it's up to you. This is what I'm thinking, is I have like put some hints, because there was a hint in the first season uh, as to who it is. Um, season 1, episode 9, I believe, there's a little hint in there. And then when you meet them, I'm pretty sure it says at the start of season 2, um, Lynn is painting one of the people who live in that house but okay so it's Bix um, <laughs> um, we, dan- we dance around it and then just go it- it's Bix it's Bix um, yeah so you have met Bix, one of them Bix and his friends Bix and his babies um, and his friends slash family slash um, they're there but um yeah, I didn't want to like imp each... children. Imp ch- it, yeah, I thought you were talking about the. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the person who asked this question. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh yeah, that name was imp, wasn't it? Yeah, it imp, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's really condescending. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, like I didn't. I wanted to like kind of put in the podcast like little hints. Like in the first season, it's mentioned um, when Lynn has the nightmare about being the like when he was in the house before. Um, and we can say Hiroki now, right? Because it's confirmed he's uh, who it is. I mean, uh, no details about him really have been confirmed, have they? They have because at the end of hang on at the end of sorry continue. This is assuming people have listened to the last episode, right? Yeah. So we know. I mean, spoilers for the finale. Spoilers for the spoilers for the finale and also episode ten because I think in episode ten it's confirmed because Lynn says that he knows Cassie as. Isilde. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But so, like, I'll put in. I'll put in something at the start of this. Like, hey, this is spoilers for <laughs> series three. <laughs> Don't listen to this if you haven't listened to season three. Hmm. Um. But yeah, when Hiroki releases the dragon in the house, there's just like a little line that I specifically put in there of. There is a tiefling. One of the owners of the house is a tiefling that's like losing his shit, like absolutely losing their shit at this, like finding it so funny. And then I put Bix in, and then Bix is has got their own kind of shit going on. Um, they're living their best life somewhere else. Um, but then yeah, um. Lynn is painting Eva at the start of 
episode two of season two, I believe. Mm. Um, and I think there's been mention of another member of the family. I'm sure I've written it in there. Uh, there's been mention of another member. Um, but yeah, they. Um, will we get to learn more about them? Yes, definitely. Um, there's going to be a little bit more of them. It, they're one of the sets of characters that I've always kind of tossed up whether I put more stuff in with them or whether I just leave them as kind of like this weird little they also exist but you don't ever find out everything about them. But they, they'll they'll pop back in. They are like members of the story but there's not, not... going to be a huge amount. They aren't main characters. They're not main characters. They're definitely side characters. I might at some point go back and, you know, write their whole story because it's something I've put a lot of thought into. Um, as, like, bonus content. Yeah, as, like, bonus content. Yeah, yeah. I might go in or I might, like, when we finish this storyline of the podcast, I might say, hey, you know what? Let's go and have a look at this family. But they are in season four a little bit more. Yeah. They do pop up in season four. So that's that question. Um, I think I answered that question. I think so? Yeah. Question two. This is from Ash. And has been mostly answered by Ash. However, I so the, the question was, I shall start with the question. The question, let me find the exact wording of it, which I was supposed to look for before, and I didn't because... I'm bad at this whole thing. Music video that fits each character's aesthetic. Now, I believe Ash wrote this question expecting me to choose K-pop videos, but I have explicitly refused <laughs> to pick a I single mean, K-pop I went, video. I went out of I went out of my way to not pick more than one. I was just more curious, like what kind of video you would pick for Lynn, or like anybody else you decided to answer it for. So Lynn was the one I was really struggling trying to find. Um, if I could start with Hiroki, I would say Mineland by Ramstein is a very Hiroki aesthetic. Um, for those who haven't seen the video, pause this and go and watch it. It's a really good video. It's a really good song. I have a tattoo from it on my arm. Should we like? Should we pause the recording and stream the video so Heather can I, see it? <laughs> I have not. I have not seen. I don't watch music videos, so anything you suggest, I will just be here. Like, oh yeah, I am. I've been watching this music video, like these music videos, like preparing for this question. Should we pause the podcast recording and stream the video so we know? I mean, what yeah, we're do it. About? All right, so we'll be right back. So I don't get copyright stricken. Right, so we're back. <laughs> we had we had a good twenty minute break to watch music videos. Um, I've learned. I've learned what a music video is. Heather now understands what a music video is. So did you did you want Kaylin and Carsey's or no? Yeah. Um, we didn't Carsey's is we didn't sing Micah's on recording. Oh. Um, Micah's is Rhythm of Your Heart by Mariana's Trench. Uh-huh. Do I need to give the explanation again? 
Yeah, because we weren't recording. Oh, it's, okay, so time. all of it. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I don't know if you like started it and stopped it and started it or whatever. No. Okay. Yeah, so it's very like flashy and like glitzy. And it's got kind of that like, you know, general sort of rock star feel, but it's also like a fun little poppy song good shit <laughs> yeah like i don't think i put the reason for Hiroki's, but uh the reason is um it, it starts off which was i forgot to say uh it was mineland by ramstein i think i said it starts off very like shiny and nice and chaotic um and then it turns into absolute more chaos and more mad chaotic <laughs> uh, with more fire. Which uh, was Siroki's. Kalen's, Ash? Um, Kalen's is a K pop song. Of course. <laughs> yep. It's the only K pop song I picked. Um, but Kaylin's is Want by Taemin. T-A-E-M-I-N. Um, just everything about the aesthetic of that video, from like the colors and just the way he specifically moves, are all very Kaylin vibes to me. And the lyrics are also very Kaylin. Yeah. Um, obviously, this is in Korean, but the official video does have English subtitles, if anybody's interested. But it's, like, such vibes. If if anyone wants to be infected by the K-pop fever... Um... Well, I mean, if you want to do that, just listen to BTS. But <laughs> Want by Kamen is Kamen. <laughs> um... Lynn's we just uh, decided was um, Miss Jackson by Panic at the Disco. Uh, he's gone. He's he's chilling. Yeah, um, he's just living the best day of his life. It's it's hard to explain, but it's very very Lynn, just in general. Can I just say that? Yeah, I can just say that. This is my podcast. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then um, for Carsey, I had Champion by Bishop Briggs because the lyrics are like really fucking carsey and then she just like kicks ass the entire music video and she's fucking great <laughs> it just shows up and like wrecks a bar up but she had motivation and reason for it for wrecking a bar up yeah she had good reason so yeah champion by bishop riggs for carsey That's all, that's certainly all of the characters in season three, unless we want to go into the secret characters in season three. Mm. Which secret characters? I suggest we don't, because I haven't picked any for them. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we just don't. Maybe this we time. just don't. Talking about the secret characters of uh, season three, Heather, how are you doing with your favorite character right now? 
she's been in it more. Yeah, she has. I say she's been in it more. She's been in it in season three. She hasn't been in it before season three. Uh, well, <laughs> being in it more pretty much like yeah, it does. It does indicate that she was in it before. Um, I think we spoke about her in the second Q and A though. We did because people asked favorite characters, and I just went. She hasn't shown up yet. <laughs> <laughs> I know okay. about her, but you guys don't. Um, go and listen to the Q and A from season two if you want to figure out who Heather's favorite character is. <laughs> I mean, I'm. It. I think it's fairly obvious if you've listened to season three. Not necessarily, because the people listening right now. Don't know how far I'd written up to when we recorded. True. <laughs> Season two Q and A. And also, don't know how much you knew about what was happening. I mean, I do have access to the full script. Yeah. I just like, get- as it's as it's being written. Mary shared um, the Google Doc with me, so I just get to chime in occasionally and just be like no absolutely not or how dare you i did get yeah i did get a very good message from heather i'll see if i can find their message um when i sent them uh, the season four which writing season four is going fine by the way thanks for asking um <laughs> definitely I, was uh, that passive aggressive? <laughs> no, I was being sarcastic because it's not going fine. Um, oh, I see. <laughs> I was going for sarcasm, not passive aggressivism. I was just like, I. Well, I mean, I didn't ask because I <laughs> didn't ask because well, fuck you. Um, I, this is all the stream stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to. F- yeah, we had a discussion. We were watching people stream earlier. Mine's not going back further than me complaining yesterday that all the gays have bought out the hair hair dye bleach. You can't buy it anywhere because it's essential. All the gays bought it already. Yeah. Can you get it, can you get it online? Okay, here we go. I'm looking um, online, it's all been bought out. Oh, here we go. Oh. Okay, one, fuck you for episode one, and two, fuck you for episode two. Point three, it was um, everything looks fine. <laughs> <laughs> but that one's not as funny as the other two. Um, I mean, as a follow-up. Yeah, uh, yeah, everything looks fine. Everything's fine. Uh, question number three, also from Ash, but Ash has not answered it. <laughs> um, what? The question number three was the favorite part of an amusement park. I should have thought about the answers to that. Yeah, huh. Huh. sucks to suck, huh? Um, favorite part of the amusement park. I think for Lynn, it's definitely the food. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said favorite ride at an amusement park. Was that the actual question? Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, so for Lynn, it's definitely the food. Uh, <laughs> no, I think Lynn, like, might 
genuinely like some of the like high speed roller coaster rides like the adrenaline the real adrenaline rides mm. because like he is a big fucking nerd but also he's a pretty like he goes to like death matches and shit like he's pretty he watches them though he's not like there he's not in them oh yeah no he's not in them because he'd die immediately but he watches them which I mean, those are two very different things. Yeah, but like you don't. You'd still. I know sometimes people do, but it's not like when you get like on a ride, uh, like a theme park. You you aren't going in like, oh, I might die. Whereas, (laughs) I feel like you are with like a fighting. Wouldn't it if you're just in the audience, which Lynn is. Because again, he'd die immediately. Yeah. Um. Also, again, a roller coaster is more about the experience than the actual like doing. You don't really yeah. do anything in a roller coaster apart from sit there and try not to throw up. So, like, I I think Lynn would enjoy that. I think he he is like more of an adrenaline junkie than people might give him credit for. Hmm. Um. Hiroki 10 out of 10 is on every single one of those rides and just absolutely fucking living. <laughs> like, just everyone. But which one is, which one is his Which one is his favourite? Yeah, like, what, like what's his favourite ride? Hiroki's favourite ride is Talukan, which is a ride from uh, Fantasialand, which is a... Um, uh, which is an amusement park in Germany. Um, and the funny thing about Talokan is uh, when you get on, they direct all of the um, male presenting, we'll say, uh, people to one side of the ride. Now, I had a friend at the time who was male presenting and did not want to go to that side of the ride because he wanted to go to the side with all of the, at the time, female presenting people. Um, and he couldn't speak very good German and they were trying to persuade him and he was like no I want to go over here Uh, we discovered about halfway through the ride that the reason that they put all the male presenting people on the one side of the ride is because it tips you back at one point and then lurches you forward so oh god (laughs) the bar between your legs just fucking goes Um, (laughs) just that fucking meme that's just like Mickey's dick smasher yeah, yeah, it is. Um, Mickey's dick smasher real, confirmed. Confirmed. It is Talukan in Fantasialand in Germany. Um, very good ride, 10 out of 10. There's also a lot of fire, which is also Hiroki's aesthetic. Um, but I feel that he would be the type of person to accidentally get on the dick smashing side of Talukan and get his dick smashed. <laughs> Lynn's specific favourite ride is Rita Queen of Speed at Alton Towers. I don't know why you asked this question, Ashley, because you <laughs> the rides that I know and the rides that you know are two very distinct circles. They don't I figured you I figured you would just say like a roller coaster. 
or like oh. a U like one of the UFO rides or oh, something. Yeah. Like I'm, not, <laughs> I have been to one amusement park in my life. It's very regional specific to Buffalo, New York. None of y'all are gonna know what the fuck it is. So I'm just gonna be like, yeah, a roller coaster that has a corkscrew or something. Okay. <laughs> Rita, um, <laughs> is anyone's the log flume? Micah's because she likes getting wet. There we go. <laughs> no, Micah, Micah likes the slingshot rides. Uh, the ones that like fire you up. Yeah, well, it's like a two yeah. per- the two person ride. And it's like the little ball in the middle of like two towers. And then oh, it just shoots you up and spins you all over the fucking place. And yeah. just throws you. And sometimes you pass out because of G Force. But yeah, so that's the favorite ride on an amusement. That's a really obscure question, but I like it. It's the only thing I can think of. It did come out of nowhere. Oh, uh, Caitlin likes the UFO rides that spin really fast and like. Yeah. I like I like those. He likes to turn himself upside down in good poses. All right. The next question, also from Ash, was favorite genre of music. Wait, I asked that. Yeah. That doesn't sound familiar. You asked that like an hour ago, probably more than an hour ago. I was gonna say I got off of work four hours ago, so it's definitely more than an more than an hour ago. Uh, We've been doing this for an hour. Yeah, we've been doing this for more than an hour. Well, we've yeah. been doing this Q and A episode for an hour. We played some chess before. <laughs> um, I was very confused. I was scrolling to try and find where Ash asked this question, and I found the <laughs> "Don't come in my room." <laughs> yeah, don't come in my room. Um, don't come in my room. Don't come in my room. But yeah, Ashley did ask which genre genre of music. Um, oh. uh, here we go. What's everyone's taste in music for a question? So, I feel I I'll start with Lynn in that I feel that Lynn tries to pretend he has good taste in music like he'll tell people that he listens to a lot of like heavy metal and like thrash music and rock music where he actually listens to 90s 2000 pop punk michael yeah i'm gonna be real if lynn walked up to me looked me in the eyes and said i listen to metal i would face Like, no, you don't. <laughs> sure, sure thing, honey. And that's what he tells people. He actually listens and, to... And no one believes him, yes. Yeah. No, one, no one believes him. It's heartbreaking. <laughs> um, Everyone looks at him and goes, do you think Beethoven was, like, fucking peak music? Beethoven? Yeah. Yeah, I know I pronounced it wrong. <laughs> okay. As long as you're aware. Um, I think Micah likes a lot of alt music, like alt and pop. Feel like his jam. Mm. 
Kaylin, I think, is kind of like synth, synthy a little bit, like super auto-tuned voices. Like what's coming to mind is Willow Beats. They're this like fucking tiny little band from I think Australia. But like go listen to I think the song is called Chess by Willow Beats. It's like that kind of thing where like it's very electronic sounding with like you know kind of I don't know that really it's like a really specific sort of vocals. Yeah. The singer sounds like a siren. That's the best fucking way I can describe it. <laughs> like, literally, that is the best thing I can think of for this band. The singer sounds like a fucking siren, and it's magical. But I think Kaylin likes most things as long as it has really good vocals. Yeah. So it has but, like, to be yeah. vocal. Vocals or, like, kind of, like, electronic dance. I was gonna say, it's either like, no vocals at all or very good vocals. vocals yeah. no I feel like Hiroki's taste of music is very similar to mine in that it's, like, completely eclectic and doesn't, like, follow any form or rhyme or reason. Like... Mm-hmm. Let me find my 2019 most top songs. Someone follows this, apparently. <laughs> Cringe. Great job. Is it you? Maybe. <laughs> um, I don't think I follow it, though. So, so the first one is Gravitated by Go Child. That is the song that I listened to the most in 2019. And then Just One Yesterday by Fall Out Boy. Then Wrong Side of Heaven by Five Finger Death Punch. Then Rain in Soho by The Mountain Guides. And then Your Turn to Roll by Ashley Johnson from Critical Role. That's my top five. (laughs) And that's approximately my taste in music. My top five from 2018. Lone Digger by Caravan Palace, which is an electro-jet swing band. Say Amen Saturday Night by Panic at the Disco. Paper Moon. Soul Eater by Armalee, which is an Englishized version of a fucking... Uh, anime theme to Just One Yesterday Again by Fall Out Boy apparently I really like that song and Attack on <laughs> Title meets Metal <laughs> which is like a metal cover so that's roughly how well I do we'll see, we'll see what 2017 was like the theme of King JJ from fucking Yuri on Ice, Yuri on Ice. Let's Face It I'm Cute by Eleven Acorn Lane King and Lionheart by Of Monsters and Men. Salute de moi by Edward Elgar. <laughs> and then Fallen Angel by time. Three Days Grace. Salute de moi. Salute de moi. Salute. Oh, I don't know. I don't speak French. Salute. S A L U T. Yep. D apostrophe A M O U R. Salute de moi. Oh, salute de moi. Salute de moi. There we go. So that's, 
I feel Hiroki's taste in music is very similar to that in that it's just fucking all over the place. What I about... think. I think. Uh, Barry, in real universe. quick, four twenty. Oh, four twenty just plays. Nice, nice. If you're listening think... to this at four twenty, congrats. <laughs> you you hit the magic hour. You did. You hit the magic button. I am 100%, by the way, I will get back to what Cassie's thing is. I'm going to try and figure out, once I've finished editing this, figure out what time you would need to start listening to this in order to get to 4.20 when we say 4.20. <laughs> Sorry. Continue, Ashley, now that... Well, we're still in 4.20. Let's just blaze for a little bit longer. I'm bored now. Continue, Ashley. So actually, talking about 420, uh, season four will start on 420. Nice. 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 There we go. Sorry, Ashley. Continue. I forgot what I was saying. Uh, Cassie's Taste of Music. Cassie? No, it was something else. You said canonically at some point. It's gone. If I remember it, I remember it. Whatever. Um, Carsey listens definitely to like and like that sort of thing. Like I feel like out entirely. Yeah. All I heard it was Carsey listens to like and like that sort of thing. Nothing. (laughs) Spoilers. Silence. (laughs) Um, Fleetwood Mac, like that kind of like wispy, yeah, hippie stuff. Like I feel like one of her favorite songs, Canon. Like, that seems like her vibes. She's a very angry lady sometimes, but she really mm-hmm. loves that, like, chill hippie rock. <laughs> angry oh, lady. I remember what I was going to say. Um, In universe, like, actually in the universe of the podcast, Micah fucking listens to, like, Ocarina of Time, like, Koji Kondo sort of music. Like... Yeah. I roll cla- castle clock, like I roll clock town or whatever. I roll castle town that one, just like really upbeat. Yeah, <laughs> no, that makes sense. That's what he does. That's what he makes, <laughs> and that's what he listens to. Just very happy, just peppy. Yeah, Lynn definitely listens to a lot of like classical music, like. Just when he's trying to be cool, like yeah. not cool, but yeah, he's trying to like he has this persona of this rich guy, and he's like, yes, all rich people listen to this fancy music. Thus, I shall listen to this fancy music because I am a posh rich person. Because I'm a lad. Because I'm a what? A fancy, fancy lad. A fancy lad. He's just a little fancy lad. A little fancy. Okay, I think with that we're into technical questions, which I don't think any of you can answer <laughs> because they're technical questions. Um, and I'm going to pronounce this wrong, but they come from um, Rob at Kaiju. Is it pronounced Kaiju? Kaiju FM. Kaiju FM. Yeah. Is it pronounced Kaiju? Yeah, Kaiju. Kaiju. Um, Rob like from Kaiju FM. Film. Yeah, like the specific rim film. I've lost them again. How oh, much of the story is planned out in advance? Okay. So, 
I think we've again these were asked by Rob at Kaiju FM on Twitter. Yeah, there we go. The overarching story is all planned out. Like I have a beginning. I know exactly what's going to happen um, going forward. I know roughly where it's going to end. I then know when I sit down to write a season. I know when the season is going to start, and I know it when it's going to end because I've tried to. You may have noticed, but I kind of try to make the end like something big happening so for example in season one it was um you finding out that lynn's family's dead and then season two is um killing barlin which i now realize i think that's one of the fucking dwarves out the hobbit <laughs> the whole time i was writing that re- uh, writing and recording it i was like this name sounds familiar and i think i just figured out why um I think you're confusing that with Balin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. No, you're right. Um, So him dying, and obviously he says some shit to Lin of kind of like, you know, indicating that he has secrets that he's not telling Caelan. And then the end of season three is finding out about Lin and Cassie and they've met and whatever. So then obviously we've got... So I try and like have like a big thing at the end of every season. Now, how we get there... <laughs> is a complete uh i have like i tend to write important things that need to happen that season and then try and like fit them in like when and where but like some things just like occur to me like as we go along so like in season three i was never supposed to do that swimming episode where they go swimming like that's a completely filler episode like there's nothing important in that episode i just wanted to write them swimming and i felt like writing them swimming so at that point i wrote a episode where they go swimming so like in between the start and the end of the season it's just a complete what do i want to write today what needs to be written in here today like what needs to be written in this season and i just sit and i just do it (laughs) it just goes so like in so for example in season three I knew I was going to end with in uh, with introducing Cassie, um, and then how I got there and what happened in between was just completely made up on the fly as we went along, which is probably not good, but <laughs> meh, eh. So like you work back you but you work backwards, mm, kind of. Um, I kind of jump all over the place like. I have, I don't know if I've still got it, I had a piece of paper where I wrote down, like, shit that needs to happen this season. I'm just going to drop everything. I think you sent me a picture of it. I sent you a picture, but I, I, I don't know where. Um, And that's for season four anyway, so that's got spoilers on it, but... No, I do have one for season three. I can, like, look that up un-edit some of this bit out. Talk amongst yourselves while I try and find. Because I know I took it while I was at Ashes. Uh... That was so long ago. Yeah. But I I know I took a picture, so. Hey, why have I got so many? Oh, that's when I was showing you the proper way to eat a scotch egg and you were absolutely not having it. Yeah, fuck you. Mm, no, I'm just looking through all the pictures. I've got so many pictures of cats. Okay, so yeah, no, I found it. So 
I had in season three stuff that needs to happen. Um, she wasn't actually named at the time, so I just have Bard sleeping with Micah. Um, she's named now. Needs to happen. Needs to happen. Finding out that the boys are connected to the Firewalkers. Um, the fact that dating Micah needed to happen at some point. Uh, Lynn killing and preserving. Uh, at the time, he didn't have a name, but um, Gar, the rogue that Lynn that attacks Lynn and then gets killed. But him being attacked, Lynn, Gar attacking Lynn was never planned. Like I knew at some point Lynn had to kill him, but I didn't know how I was going to get there. Um, and then I knew that I was going to put meeting Hiroki, and I knew I was going to put something about the pocket watches in. Everything else in that season was just done whenever, pretty much. Um, and just happened. So that's roughly how the writing process is. That's how much the story is planned in advance. Is yes, the big picture is planned, the little picture 100% not planned at all. I think that answers that question. Maybe. Oh, uh, yeah. Cool. I feel like these questions are very much just me talking at you for a good. Because they're all very. Okay, so the next one, again, from Rob at Kaiju FM on Twitter. Um, what does your production slash editing workflow look like? This is going to be a massive call out to me. Um... <laughs> Yeah, what is uh what does production look like, Mary? Okay, first of all, I don't really know what production means. Um like making the making of like the whole thing. Um I would assume I think so. We could go through how yeah, we could go through the whole thing. So essentially I start writing the next season as soon as I finish writing the previous one. Like, I think I gave myself a week gap this time, but pretty much, like, this is the latest I've ever been writing it. So I've written two episodes of season four at this point. <laughs> um, so this is the latest I've ever been, because I gave myself, like, a two or three week gap where I was like, I need to do something that is not related to this podcast. Um, that's the longest I've gone between it. I write a couple of episodes... Um, I then usually do big chunks of recording, so I usually record. So I write the episodes, I message Heather and say, Hey, can you read this for me and tell me if it's shit? They're usually nice enough to say, No, it's not shit. <laughs> but yeah, I message Heather, um, they will look through it. I then will record a chunk of an ep like a chunk of episodes at one time. So I will go and I will record maybe three, four episodes at once. Um, I then <laughs> episodes come out for patrons on a Friday. On the Friday, I will start editing the episode that is coming out that day, <laughs> and then immediately upload it. <laughs> And then, God. And then, uh, and then, like, set schedule it to upload. 
um, on the Monday for, for the public. The one time I haven't done this was when I went on holiday, when I went to Ashes, um, which I think was the end of season two. I edited and released, I edited and scheduled, I think, about four episodes because I wasn't going to be in the UK. I wasn't going to be able to edit it. Um, that's the only time I've ever edited it in advance. All the other episodes you listen to have been edited the day that they were released. Uh, the reason being, I'm an agent of chaos and you can't hold me down. <laughs> just, you know, fundamental character flaws. Yeah, just the way I am as a person. Um, that's what my workflow looks like. Uh, <laughs> I'm very professional. Um... Number three, so what would you say were the three biggest inspirations for the show, both narratively and professionally? Um, I'm going to go for three of each, so three narratively and three professionally. Um, I haven't really thought of this. Like, narratively, I'd say, like, th there's no way I can go into this without saying that Lord of the Rings is not a huge inspiration. Like, some kind... So I'd say the three biggest narratively, and I'll go through which ones I... Th what I think are the three biggest ones, and why. Um, I think Lord of the Rings, Dungeons and Dragons, if we can include just like a generic Dungeons and Dragons... And I think the D and D like the D and D five E setting of just like Faerun. Yeah. General like general yeah. and I'm gonna say fairy tale, which is an anime. I'm gonna very tentatively very tentatively put Merlin in there. But that's for a different reason. Um, so BBC Merlin? BBC Merlin, yes. Um, okay. Very tentatively. I know that's four. Don't at me. I will come to a reason why I've said that at the end. But we'll start with Lord of the Rings. I think, like, any kind of fantasy... I got into writing fantasy because of Lord of the Rings. Because of Tolkien, as a general. I started with watching those films when I was... You know what? No, I started before that. I read The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings when I was about eight or nine. Um, and I loved it. And then I watched the films, and I fucking loved the films. And, like, I always say as a joke that, like, the first time I realised I was gay was from Lord of the Rings. Um, back when I was a kid, and I didn't know what trans people were, and I thought I was a girl. And I watched Lord of the Rings and like my mother like still says to this point, I would watch the scene with Galadriel on repeat. Like I just fucking watch that one scene where she goes on her like, instead of a dark lord, you shall have a, qu a, a queen. Uh, the mirror more beautiful of Galadriel. Than, yeah, the mirror of Galadriel. I watched that on repeat. Like. I loved Lord of the Rings, and that's what got me into fantasy and got me into, like, the elves and things. Um, 
And then I got really into D&D when I was about 16, 17. Um, and that kind of gave me like an extra thing. So like those two things together has been like the biggest inspirations for like the fantasy setting. Um, I've made like tweaks because there's things that I don't like about this generic fantasy setting. So I've made tweaks. So things like the elves don't the elves like the types of elves so there's what i've been calling recently the celestial elves so the sun star moon elves and the wood elves and um i don't think i have any of Ariel in there yet but of like i wanted to make it so like their skin color doesn't matter so the thing that makes you a sun elf or star elf isn't your skin color like the dark elves are separate because they are like a different species but i've definitely wanted to say that like just because you're a sun elf doesn't mean you have to have dark skin and just because you're a moon elf doesn't mean you have to be pale things like that i didn't want anything like that um i didn't want to have cities in which so, for example, I didn't want to say that Hyrundel is an elvish city. It pretty much is, just because the way it's built up, but that's the only one that's an elvish city. So, like, I didn't want to say there's this place which is the home of the elves, and this place which is the home of the humans, and this place is the home of the orc. Like, they're all... Orcs are also a different thing. I didn't want any inherently evil races like they have in Lord of the Rings or in D&D. Um, because fuck that noise. Um, high fantasy without the inherent racism. Yeah, I <laughs> wanted high fantasy without the inherent racism. And I wanted all of the, like, instead of it being racism, it more being classism. Um, so, for example, like, I think it's been mentioned a couple of times, like, Lynn, and it definitely comes into play a little bit more in season four. I think it's mentioned a little in season three. But, like, Lynn's family look down on anyone who isn't an elf, and I wanted that specifically to be a very, like, it's a them thing. It's not a general, like, the whole world isn't elves or above everyone else. It's very much a Chasso family. We are better than everyone else. Like, they think they're better than the other elvish families. Like, it's very much a them thing rather than a everyone thinks that kind of thing. So, yes, Lord of the Rings, Dungeons and Dragons, for a narrative purpose. Moving on to fairy tale, I have to put that in there because that is what really got me into writing again. Um, I hadn't written anything really. Like, I used to write a lot when I was younger. Um... Like, I think I was like 12 or 13 and I wrote a whole novel that I might go back to at some point because it was very fun. Um, I might go in and like make it not that. And then I stopped writing for a very long amount of time. And then I found fairy tale and I got into fandom and that started me writing again. And that is originally where Lynn came from. Um, and like, even now, if you search Lynn Chasso, you will fucking most probably find my fairy tale fan fiction from a few years ago 
Um, that is where the concept of Lin came from and the concept of this um, this non-magical person in what is an inherently magical world um, came from that kind of place and especially, you know, people having like inherent magic and people being genetically predisposed to magic um, definitely came from there. The BBC Merlin thing that I kind of threw in a little bit, and I know, Heather, we had this discussion at some point, mm. in that I also want... That's the reason that... Because the early seasons of Merlin, I feel like, isn't not isn't focused on like this huge catastrophic event where the whole world's gonna end which is yeah i remember this conversation yeah we it's had about, this conversation like, where we argued about what happened in Berlin. <laughs> yeah um it's more about like day-to-day dealing with yeah me it is a big thing but like dealing with it on a personal level like in the way that you navigate like day-to-day life and not going on these big missions and like quests no questing no questing like it's all about like very interpersonal relate like it's almost like i don't want to say it but it's almost like a rom-com in a way in that it's very zoomed in on the relationships rather so the fact that it's happening in this fantasy world and all this shit's going on isn't really as important as the relationships that are in there you could take these dudes drop them in a modern setting and it would still be them yeah it would still be them and it would still work um Like, I think I, I, I at some point definitely had a version of, like, a completely non-magical modern version. And I can't, like, there was something wrong with Lynn Because that's, like, I always feel that that's, the, the no magic is a very inherent part of Lynn's personality and a very inherent part of makes him him. Um, so it doesn't really work for that magic in that sense. But there could be something there that makes it all gel together, mm. like you can drop these dudes into any setting, like, any universe, which is what makes, like, writing AUs very fun. Um, which, by the way, if you're a Patreon, uh, patron, I'm really getting into writing different AUs with these guys, um, just because if no one's going to write fanfiction, I'm going to fucking do it myself. Um, <laughs> so if you're into AUs, but, like, so, for example, like, Ash and I, when we were playing through Mass Effect, um, one of the reasons I made a really bad decision in Mass Effect was because Ash turned around and said, hey, Lin is an Ardak Yakshi. Which he is, and it works. Like... Yeah, and then you went, ooh, what if I fucking save Morinth instead? Spoiler alert for Mass Effect 2. It... And the bad decisions I made. Mass Effect 2 came out in, like, we 2010? Did spo- we did a spoiler alert for fucking Pacific Rim. <laughs> Pacific Rim was more recent than Mass Effect 2. Is it? Anyway, yeah. spoiler alert for Mass Effect 2, um, I chose Morinth over Samara because Ash had turned around and said, hey, Lynn is an Ardak Yakshi, but you could put these guys into a Mass Effect universe and it works. You put these guys into um, Pacific Rim 
Pacific Rim, or you could put them into Dragon Age, or you could put them into fucking Marvel or anywhere, and it works because it's just the relationships. It could just be a modern day, like, like modern day AU, just nothing. Yeah. Like standard modern AU. Yeah. Um, I do just want to say with Mass Effect 2, I did do that on purpose. Yeah, so. <laughs> Um, I think I might have even told you about that in Mass Effect 1. Yeah, you did. Like, while like, you were playing it. Yeah. Because I, I, like, fucking built you up for it. Yeah, you did that, like, before I made I want, my I wanted, poor decision in I Mass wanted Effect to 1. See, I wanted to see if, like, given what I told you, but then also seeing how Morinth acted if you would still pick her, and I don't know why I was surprised. <laughs> Um, yeah, like, I did, this is uh, off topic again, I'm so sorry, Rob, like, this is just how this fucking podcast works, um, fix it in post, fix it in post, um, (laughs) we definitely 100%, like, I, I played a complete, uh, what's it called, Paragon playthrough in, Mass Effect, except once in every game, I just went fucking hard Renegade. Just big left turn into Renegade for one decision. I mean, the first time you didn't realize that's what you did. The first, yeah, the first time I didn't realize that's what I did because I'm an idiot and I don't pay attention. Um, the second time I knew it was a hard Renegade move. I don't think I made one in the third game. Or maybe right at the end, like, I don't... See, I would say that the ending I chose was the Paragon ending. I don't know. But I made some pretty hard Renegade moves in my completely Paragon run-through. Which ending? What do you mean letting the Destiny Ascension blow up is is Renegade? (laughs) I thought it was just the Council! They went to so many big, huge, massive ship. Are you telling so talk about me, how big hey, that ship was? Heather, are you telling me if there was a Destiny Ascension that the UK mm-hmm. government wouldn't just fucking put themselves on it and no one else? Granted, that's but that's different because like there were no other like ships. I like mean, it was it's the Destiny cool. Again, you also just said that was just the government. That's not the government and like half a million workers and civilians. Yeah, but I thought it was just the government. Okay, fucking Guy Fox. <laughs> anyway, uh, they did spoilers for Mass Effect Three. I chose the spoilers for British history. Spoilers for British history. Um, I chose the synth. The cis ending? Is that what it's officially called? The green one? I... The one where Shepard dies, but everyone else lives. That's two out of three of the endings. Was it the green or the blue? I think it was the green. It was where, like, the AI, like, the the Reapers, so it was where, like, synthetic Everything, com- everything combined. Yeah. yeah, it was synthesis. Synthesis. So I got the absolutely fantastic line from Evie, which I am getting tattooed, and I did have booked, but then the coronavirus stopped it. 
uh, the uh, I am I am alive and I'm not alone. Which broke my heart. Um. Anyway, now we've fucking had this discussion about Mass Effect, Bioware games, Bioware <laughs> games. Um, three biggest inspirations professionally. Um. Probably, I'm gonna have to say Taz because that got me huge into podcasts. Um, gonna have to say Neoscum as kind of a smaller show, if that makes sense. Like a much smaller show that does things, um, like it's a much smaller production than Taz. That makes they sense. didn't already have a fan base. Yeah, so they started from nothing, and now they're here. Um, shout out! Shout out to Neoscum. Neoscum. Neoscum rules. Neoscum, good. Have I ever mentioned why I started getting into Neoscum? Like Heather knows, but the reason I started listening to Neoscum was it, Heather introduced it to me as the Daddy Podcast. I did not say the Daddy Podcast. You called it the Daddy Podcast. What I mentioned was the one episode where, um, oh, I think it's Blair. Tech Wizards. No, Blair isn't in it. Oh, is it Blair? Blair isn't in it. Um, I don't know what he was doing, but they just put together like, um, just sound it was, clips. It was it was. So there, it, there was there was a scene earlier on where they're in a bar and they were all playing the like public in the bar or something and there's one of Blair Britt just going yeah daddy so for that whole episode whenever they just go Blair what do you think and it's just him going yeah daddy I was like yeah so that's the daddy podcast and I'm trying to think of number three um probably side questing in that it's a show that is very similar to it, it, it's less a lot of voice actors all doing their thing and it's more a more like this one more narrative if that makes sense last rob question and i'm so sorry it's rob. good i just meant for more for your recording um if you had to make another genre of show what would it be now I read this, and until I just reread it, I thought it was like, "What other genre of fiction would you write?" And now I've read this, and I don't think it is. I think it's like another genre of podcast. If I was to write another genre of fiction, I would love to do like a crime one, like a mystery. Yeah, like a mystery. But the one, again, the problem I have is I don't fucking plan anything, so I don't know how I do a mystery. <laughs> yeah, you really need to plan mysteries. Yeah, you really actually have to think of things. Um, but, like, almost like like a... It doesn't even need to be a mystery, but just, like, some kind of, like, organised crime thing. I don't know, like a mafia kind of story. I'd like to write something like that. For another fiction of podcast... Another genre of podcast. Another, yeah, another genre of podcast. That's what I said. I'll fix it in post. Um, another genre of podcast. This is what I've been thinking of and that I really want to do, but I don't know how I get it started and I don't know how well it would work. 
So, I like true crime podcasts, but it's all focused on murder. I'd love to do a true crime podcast, but where it wasn't murder, it was like fraud and like really big like financial crimes and like specifically my degree my master's degree is in virtual crime so it's crime that takes place within the virtual world so like in video games and like second life and shit like that I you're um you did you did like a thesis or dissertation or something about eve online right yeah my um my master's thesis uh, was on crime within video games. So I did a huge bit about EVE Online. I did a huge bit about people being scammed in Second Life. I did a huge... Like, I did a bit on fucking RuneScape. Um, <clears throat> but, like, things like that fascinate me. And, like, you don't really see podcasts that talk about that. Like, it's specifically like, hey, I want a true crime podcast, but we're going to sit and talk about you know, like, this one event that happened in EVE Online that cost someone, like, a hundred thousand dollars in, like, yeah, like, five minutes. Like, that, that's fun. I, I'd do that kind of podcast. I would listen to that kind of podcast. Thank you. Or I'd do a podcast where, like, just fucking chat shit. I don't think that's ever very popular unless you're already very famous. Yeah, to have like a talky podcast, you have to you have, have to a fan base famous, who want yeah. to listen to you talk. Mm. But if I ever get famous, I'd do a chat shit podcast. Like, always open, uh, not always open, off topic. Mm. Or the Jenna and Julian podcast. I'd love to do something like that. I like to talk. <laughs> um yeah i think that's all of rob's official questions answered yep so pacific rim uh final question final question <laughs> that i will call a rob adjacent question because he was the one that got us onto it by having the name kaiju um pacific rim 100 percent like I got really into Pacific Rim while I first, when I was like first thinking about this story, I watched Pacific Rim and I'm really bad at like coming up with AUs for everything. And it was when like Pacific Rim AUs were a huge thing. Anyway, 100% the three Chasso siblings would be in like a, I can't remember what it's called, the Typhoon? Crimson Typhoon. Crimson Typhoon. 100% they would be in a Crimson Typhoon situation. Um, they'd be in an accident. Have we ever mentioned the third Chasso sibling? Have I said his name ever? He comes know. up in season four. I don't believe you've ever said his name. I don't think he does come up in season four. Yeah. Like he may Is have been mentioned. Thing. No, season three. He He's mentioned, mentioned season, season three. three because Gar talks about him. Yeah, um, Arata would be killed because Arata always has to die in all sorts of me any AU. Arata is dead. Um, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> it it listen. It sounds mean. Listen, you. 
I know Arasa's character. He sucks. <laughs> he sucks. He's bad. Um, Arata is very much who... This is going to be unrelated. Arata is very much who Lin would have turned into if he had magic. Um, Arata is an unchecked Lin. Um, so oh, God. Yeah, right? He's dead. Um, Lin would have been injured and become... Is it Herman? Herman, Gorm- um, Herman Gorman's character. Herman Gorman? Herman? Yeah. Yeah. He would have been like fucking geeky maths guy doing maths and shit. Hiroki, I feel, would be someone who is drift compatible with everyone. Because he's that kind of a person. And that's all my characters. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that we Micah- just- Micah and Carsey would 100% have, like, the Stryker-Eureka parent-child drift going. Hmm. I thought we said, this, again, is going back years, I thought we said that Carsey and he hasn't been introduced, oh, well, he has, but he, his real name hasn't been said, uh, Lorendi, which is the third member of Kasi Hiroki's unit. Um, mm-hmm. Also, Kim's yeah, dad. Was, if he was and, involved. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, thinking yeah. just like, you know, the. Yeah, the ones who are currently in it. He has been mentioned. Yes. He's been brought up. Yeah. He's been mentioned a lot. Mm. Like, if he was involved, yes, it'd be him and Carsey, but if it's just like current ones, like Micah and Carsey would definitely be drift compatible. Um. Yeah, I feel like Caleb definitely lost his partner. Just doesn't anymore. Yeah, just doesn't do it. Um, it's like, nope, nope. I'm done. Bye. Enough of that. Never again. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I feel Lynn is definitely kind of more of the nerdy maths guy, and Hiroki is drift compatible with everyone. I'm excited, like. I don't know if I've mentioned, I fucking love writing the bits with Hiroki. Like, Hiroki is such a breath of fresh air to write. And so is Micah, with like, I did two whole seasons of all I was writing was Lynn and Kaylin being fucking miserable. Yeah. And like, emo pieces of shit. And then Micah comes yeah. along, and he's so fun to write, and he's so fun to record. And he always ruins my voice when I record him because he's always very very upbeat and he's always very exciting and he's always speaking slightly faster than everyone else is because he's always very upbeat and he's always very happy and he's always very excited and he's a fucking murder on my throat to record but I love recording him <laughs> and that is why like I took Carsey slower because I like the contrast of having Micah and especially when Carsey was introduced when she was talking to Micah of having Carsey speaking a lot slower and everything she says is very not very thought through but she speaks a lot slower and then you've got Micah talking next to her and he's talking very quickly and everything's very quickly said and everything's like and then there's Carsey just plodding along next to him I just liked that so that's why that happened yeah I think we're done see how long this recording is I think so long
it's such it's a long an hour and a half, so it's not actually as long as the other ones have been. I mean, I've been recording through everything, yeah, um, yeah. including chess, and it's three and a half hours. Okay, I wasn't including the chess in the podcast. I didn't. I didn't pause it because I was like, I if I stop recording, I will break something. <laughs> if I stop recording, I'll never start. Yeah, I think that's it. I think we can go on to the boring stuff now. Oh, um, the um, talking about Patreons and stuff. Yeah. Um. So, first of all, boring stuff out of the way. Um. My Twitter, the podcast Twitter, firstly, if you're not on it, is at flying underscore fate. My personal Twitter is at muddy evilist, which is M U D D Y E V I L I S T. Uh, Heather? Uh, what, my, my Twitter? Yeah. Um, I'm at. Uh, don't follow me on Tumblr. Um, I'm at Nasafo on Twitter. N a s a p p h o. I'm currently just tweeting about Animal Crossing nonstop. So, yeah, I'm... I have oranges. You have oranges. I have oranges in in my Animal Crossing town. Um, I'm just currently tweeting about. I just tweet about everything. <laughs> um, Ash. Um, mine is returner424, R-E-T-U-R-N-E-R-424. Um, I fucking tweet about dice and D&D and just, like, so much BTS. Like, seriously, y'all, there's so much K-pop, don't fucking bother. (laughs) Oh, and there's also a lot of politics, so if you want to hear me call the American president a cunt. I guess, roll up. That's another beep in my non-swearing <laughs> Q&A. Sorry, Michelle. The non-swearing Q&A is going to be mostly beep. Yeah. I don't think I've sworn so far this episode. You have. Oh. Yeah. I was really proud of myself. Um... We never introduced ourselves at the start of this podcast, huh? You uh, if you're listening to this Q&A, then if you don't know who we are, then what are you doing and why are you Why here? are you listening to the Q&A? <laughs> Go listen to episode one. Go listen to episode one. Heather and I introduced ourselves in, episode, in the Q&A for season one. Ash may have introduced us, herself in the Q&A of season two. I don't know. Man. Um, I, th- I believe so. Uh, if you don't know who we are at this point, I'm so sorry. If you do know who we are, why at did this you point, listen to the whole thing? Why are you here? Um, you're not missing anything. It's fine. Yeah, that's the Twitter. Patreon. If you want to, is support- yeah. If you want to support me on Patreon and buy some gamer girl bathwater, no. <laughs> No. <laughs> Not in the middle of a fucking global epidemic. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that meme where it's all of like the dominoes and it starts off with Game of Thrones? Oh, it starts off with Game of Thrones. Um, 
Oh, God. If you want to support me on Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash flying in the face of fate. All one word. Um, you can get a link to it off the Twitter. So if you go to the Twitter. Um, also, probably in the description for this episode. Yeah, if I remember. Um, so I'll bug you. Thank you. Every week, uh, episodes are released on Fridays early for patrons. So it's three days early. You get access to that. Um, monthly, you get, at the very least, additional bonus content in the form of like a small little thing. So right at the start of this episode, we were talking about the egg episode. That's on there. There's a whole thing. There's Micah going to a religious festival is one of them. There's um, there's one where there's Lynn talking about putting socks on his ears to keep his ears warm in the winter. Uh, if you are into that kind of thing, this month's one is going to be a smutty one. If you're into that. Sorry, Michelle. <laughs> Um, it's going to be a smutty one. I also, those travels, I get requests from patrons. So if there's anything that you want to see, become a patron every month. They say, hey, is there anything you really want to see this month? And I'll probably write it. So the last three months have been patron requests. Um, I said that was at the very least because at the moment I'm getting more time to write. I'm trying to write more stuff outside of the podcast. Um, your, there's a lot of bonus content that's gone up in this last week. Um, I'm just trying to like pump out content to, so if you need like a break from the world. So this month, like this week alone, let me have a look at the post. Um, you've got a bonus character sheet. I'm going to be releasing character sheets for each of the characters. Um, I've got uh, another, a really long uh, piece of writing that I put up this last week. Um, I'm going to be doing, like I said, I'm going to be writing some AUs. There's a poll on there for that. Um, and I'm just generally, I'm looking at some Patreon stuff and there's going to be a load more stuff going up on there. Um, so that is Patreon. Um, you get those from $1 a month, by the way. Um, and then if you give $5 a month, if you message me, I will write something for you. I will record something for you, anything you want. Um, there's also a Discord uh, channel. There's um, so th oh, there is a Discord channel that is public. Um, there's a patron channel in there, but there's a Discord server that is public. So if you want to come and chat to us, I'm very active on the Discord. Um, there's a couple of other people in there. There's a Discord server. It's obviously very hard for me to give a Discord link, but there will be a link underneath here if you want to be in the Discord server. I am... Me and Ash are both in the server. I'm not super active in it. Ash pops up occasionally. Um, Ash pops up occasionally. Um, just at me. Yeah, just at Ash. We had like this big I'm conversation. Sure, I'm pretty sure it literally is at Ash. Yeah, it's just at Ash. Yeah. Um, um I'm here like Jazz. Don't, yeah. don't worry about it. 
don't don't worry about that. Heather's you like jazz. Um, I'm the one with the B movie icon. So, so I didn't know that was from the B movie for the longest time. <laughs> Mine's Mike. It's literally Barry. Yeah, Barry J. Blanson. Um, oh yeah, yours is Micah. Yeah, Ash's yep. Ash's Micah. Is. I'm Talis and Jaffe flipping off the camera. Um, but yeah, mine there's... is slightly wrong, just because um, Micah has brown eyes instead of all gold, because I was too uncomfortable to correct the person I commissioned. <laughs> That's a fucking huge mood. Um, so, yep, yeah, looks good. Bye. That is something else. Um, I have a patron goal at the moment. I have a couple of patron goals. Um, at 25 patrons, I am going to be writing a text-based adventure game <clears throat> within the Flying in the Face universe. Flying in the Face of Fate. I should fucking get my podcast name right. So at 25 patrons, I'm going to do that. At 50 patrons, I'm going to make acrylic charms, and all patrons will get an acrylic charm. There's that. Um, I don't think either of you two knew about that. I think I did that in a fit of uh, motivation a couple of weeks ago. You're going to make a text-based adventure game? Yeah. I got really excited about acrylic charms because I'm a (laughs) slut for acrylic charms. I, I can really tell really good. I nearly did a text-based adventure game as like my dissertation, so I'm, I mean, let me know like if you need a hand with that because I have been just like I I think I discovered some software that lets you make, them, yeah. and then I was like, what if I just sit here for like five hours and make a a lot of text-based adventure games? Yeah, I discovered some software and I was like, well, here we go. <laughs> Are you using Quest? No, twine. 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 Yeah. Quest is like the um the one where you like type it. Yeah. You actually like type like go north kind of thing. Yeah, twine is slightly different. It's gonna be like a choose your own adventure kind of thing. Yeah, twine is more of a reduced choose your own adventure. You like you click options rather than um yeah. typing them. So yeah, there's that. I think that's everything. Um, I don't think there's anything else. Season, season four is coming out on the 20th of April. Yep, coming out on the Weed Day. Um, so look for Weed Day to that. for Patreons? For, for Patreons or like. Um... No, it's coming out on Weed Day for the public. It is coming out on. 17th. The 17th for Patrons. Okay. God, that's really close, huh? I'm going to have to stop writing real quick. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, Get on it. Yeah. Stop leaving everything to the last minute. No, I will not. I think that's everything. Oh, um, stay the fuck inside. Stay the fuck inside, wash your hands. Yeah, if you're listening to this, like, on release, um, stay the fuck fuck inside, wash your hands. you're doing, unless you are going to buy food or you're going for medical care, just... Sit the fuck down. Listen, like you could kill somebody. Say thank just you to stay inside. Literally, everyone. We're, like literally, just stay inside. You have fucking free reign to just watch Netflix or whatever. 
Say Just thank like, you to all of your yeah. healthcare workers. Um, For real. Everyone who is still having to work. Thank you. Um, anyone who's working in, like, food. Um, thank you. Say thank you to them. Let them know that they're appreciated. Um, say thank, thank you to janitors. Thank you. Thank I'm, you to, like, yeah. obviously. Yeah, thank you thank to, like, um, grocery store I workers, mean, all that. Yeah. I'm not seeing enough thank yous for workers. Like, fucking y'all are all stars. Thank you. Hey, now. You're an all-star. Yeah. Thank you to, like, all sanitation workers. Yeah. Stay inside. Stay the fucking doors. Stay the fuck inside, social Social distancing is important. Bye. 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 <laughs> I'm just gonna end it there.